straight forward in the instant. Got him, there. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah, hey. uh, oh, I happened to look at the side just as I started first in place. We had to quickly snap back. It's the quickest I've ever moved. It fucking is as well. And you can vouch for that. I can indeed. Definitely. We have the lost boy back. We have Stefan and we have Jordan. Jordan hey! has returned. Put your hands in the air like you just don't care. With what? Don't, well, don't come here back. Yeah, we are fucking singing a cheerfulness. <laughs> <laughs> cheerfulness is not allowed here. We just have to discourage conspiracies. That's it. Oh, no. I've Challenge got, I've got, accepted. Carry on. <laughs> You've got a conspiracy. Well, first of all... I've always got conspiracies. Did I tell yes, you that Finland doesn't first... exist, Jordan? First of yes. all, we always have conspiracies. And that the government and the pigeons are the government's drones. Hold up. Hi, Josh, for listening or watching, whatever you're doing. <laughs> and <laughs> and that the uh, pigeons are the government's drones. No. Well, you see, pigeon, pigeons are the government's drones. Crows are the government's cleanup crew, apparently. Yeah. So, Jordan, just, sorry, just quickly to fill them in. Briefly, uh, have you ever seen a baby pigeon? No. Because the drones, there's no baby pigeons. The drones, they used to then have to go back to get charged at night, but now they just sit on the wires because you know wireless charging. Do you think that's what happens with Boris every night? They have to charge him back up. He's not why his hair's full of static. His hair's just constantly on charge. Is that what all of his um, cabinet is? Where they're just like nodding like that. These drones, the same way, just do the nodding function. No pigeons are the drones, not the people. They're the more. Yeah, they're the yeah. Anyway, so pigeon, well, we're, we're getting off topic here. No, we'll figure this out, right? The pigeons are the drones. All the members of parliament have an earpiece linked to a drone, and the pigeons just sitting there going, oh, oh, and that's why they're nodding. They're just sitting there. That's agreeing because with that's, the what, that's what's happening in the head. Yeah, exactly. They go, or when they, or when they're taught to go. Ugh. Anyway, Kyle. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. Kyle? Yes? I've regained control for you, and you're not doing anything with it. I know. <laughs> it's because I was distracted by one of the fellow producers deciding to say, we're supporting Ukraine now? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been on the show for a while. He's just figured out, I, oh, we're supporting I, Ukraine. I, okay. I, I got confused yeah, with I, that I, as well. He hasn't been... A- he hasn't been on the show for a while. He was on last week, or the week before. No, it was it last was week. Last week, because I wasn't. Yeah, he was on last week, and he saw it. Why is he mentioning it? Jay, why are you mentioning it now? Out of everybody, it should be me that mentions it. Yeah, exactly. I haven't been on for a fortnight. You know, since we're talking about birds... Yes. This can, can, get I ta- can I talk to you about a bird? That is the word. Don't you dare. Can I talk to you about... No, this is about an actual real bird. It's not the bird as a word, gag. Uh, it is a bird that the Dutch police arrested for shoplifting. Yes. What? So, there's a little... Um, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but the Dutch police arrested a bird and placed it in custody. Right? It was a tiny parakeet and it was held in a jail cell in the Netherlands after its owner was arrested for shoplifting. The adorable avian was was a partner in crime sitting atop the man's shoulder when he violated the law. The cops arrested the offender as well as his feathery friend. Um, Sharing the photo of the yellow and green bird seated in a cell, the, the police of Utrecht Centrum on Instagram joked... We recently arrested a suspect for shoplifting. During the arrest, we found a sneaky witness with feathers and a beak on the suspect's shoulder. Uh, there is a photo which I will send to Kyle. Um, oh, oh god, that means I've got a load of Facebook. <laughs> um, and he, was, he was given he was given some bread and water, and he was treated nicely by the cops. And later that day, when the man was released, the bird was also released with him. Uh, he wasn't actually obviously arrested or held in custody. It's just that the rest of the man, he had a bird, and then they thought, well, we haven't got a fucking birdcage at the police station. What are we going to do? I know, jail cell. It's a parakeet. I feel like it could have just left if it wanted to, but it sat there quite happily because it was given bread and water. Yeah, it was probably just sitting there going, <laughs> ooh, free stuff. Yeah, please. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll stay around. 
So yeah, um, the Dutch the Dutch police arrested a parakeet. I'm still waiting on the bloody picture. Because Facebook is slow. Mr. Slowly. slower. Zuckerberg, fix your shit. He'll never do that. The ultimate drone who controls all the pigeons. The pigeons? Or is he controlled by the pigeons? He's probably controlled by the pigeons. He's not that smart. Why would... Do you know what it is? I'll give you a light-hearted story about a bird that I choplifted. And you turn it into bashing Zuckerberg. Why does... We can Zuckerberg all we want. Everyone bashes them. It's so negative. Right, okay. Give me one second while I do this. Meanwhile, right. do you know do you know about the crows that have been trained in Sweden? No. Oh no, they weren't trained in Sweden, were they? <laughs> no. There we go, there's your little prisoner. Look at him. He looks adorable. <laughs> he couldn't do a thing. It's one of the reasons I want a bloody I want a pet bird or a parakeet or something, just so that they could just sit there and be stupid. No, uh, appar- apparently Sweden has deployed, uh, deployed, uh, easy to teach crows. Crows. They, they they've deployed the crows to pick up cigarettes on the streets. They've deployed the cl- cleaning squad that is the crows to clean up the streets. Uh, uh, crows are very intelligent, though, aren't they? So I'm assuming the train crows that have to pick up a cigarette, but. Then they get treat the same way yeah. that solve puzzles and things because clothes are cr- clothes clothes are really clever. Clothes, clothes. Stefan English. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> uh, so I can imagine it's quite. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, in chat, Josh has just asked. Sorry to go back, but the. Um, it was it was just sitting on the guy's shoulder. They arrested the guy, and he just had a bird on his shoulder when they arrested him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, crows are um, very clever, so very easy to train. So it makes sense. But do they pick up other stuff or just cigarette butts? I don't know what they pick up. I think they just pick up little. I think it's just general trash. I'm I'm not too sure what else they've been trying to pick up, but I just know that. Apparently, cigarette butts are a major concern. Cigarette butts are really... In Sweden? In Sweden, yeah. Apparently, in Sweden, they just decided, okay, we're not going to have someone go around and pick them all up. People keep on smoking. We're sick of it. So we're just going to have them... We're just going to train some birds to go around and pick them up. And obviously, the birds must just come back to some sentinel nest and do it. Is it? It's isn't quite, it? It's quite an in, uninvasive way to do it, though. I quite like it, because it means you don't have someone having to sit there in a yellow, in like a high-vis jacket, walking around the street, picking them up slowly, being depressed. Oh my god, do the crows get high-vis jackets? No, that would I be fucking funny. wish, but no. Why? What if they get run over doing their job? Also, isn't Sweden where they trial the four-day working week, where like 60% of the population works four days a week or something? Yes, yes and it was Sweden a massive success. Sweden just not work. Sweden and, is trying to be the best country in the fucking world from the south of it. And then, and then <laughs> I, ironically, Great Britain are doing a four-day one soon. We are. Is it? Is we're, it? We're, suppose, we're, we're trying. Yeah, we won't. Uh, ask, yeah. Britain wants the seven-day week. That's what the that's what the government wants. Anyway, um, the crows. Um, it, it's gainful employment, I, I suppose. For the crows, it's about them sitting around doing nothing, you know, especially like stunt crows and stuff. Once the TV career is over, what are they going to do? Yeah, apparently, uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, litter removal is a hefty municipal expense. The Swedish city of oh, fuck off you website. Why does everything now you have to click off 20 million things just to go on any website? The Swedish city of Sodatalje. Spends twenty million Swedish kroner oh, for about, about two point two million dollars. Yes, I know. Thank you. Hold on. on so street cleaning every year. I let you read on. Sorry, I want to know how many no. crows. It says at least sixty-two percent of this debris is cigarette butts. So Swedish people smoke a lot, don't want to work, and employ crows for slave labor. Slave labor. Yep, but. They do use the money that they save to sink American submarines in training battles, so we'll allow it. Now, that is hilarious. 
Exactly. It is the best possible use for the extra funds. What is it extra funds though? Because what did you say? It's two point two million to do basically employ people to litter pick and buy yes. fewer and to get rid of it. So instead, you get crows. How much are crows? Well, there's the thing. It's not you get the crows. It's literally just the crows that are roaming around Sweden normally. Yeah, but you still have to. So you're not, but you're not important crows. Okay, I get you there. But no, then, how it, much does it cost to train said crow? And how long can thing. a crow work for? Because what Look, well, the thing I'm getting at thing, is, right? how how much is it to train crows? Because that's part of it. And also, a crow doesn't work for forty five years like a human does. No, so right, you have to have more crows. No, here we go. Right, Gunther Hansen, he created a machine which rewards the local new wild New Caledonian crows for each butt they remove from the streets and place in a special trash can. Uh, they can be trained by the reward system and even learn the cleaning behaviour from one another. So basically, one crow sees another crow doing this, realises it's getting a reward, and yep, starts so it's to using do it their intelligence. It's using their intelligence. These feathery volunteers, it, it's suggested it could potentially save about 75% of the costs related to cigarette waste. So it is just cigarette butts? It is just cigarette butts. But so it's like some cig- fly tip and they'll not get rid of a mattress? No. I mean, oh, that would be yeah. an amazing fucking overhaul if you saw a bunch <laughs> of crows flying away with with a mattress just in the sky. They need to upgrade their crows. But yeah, so 62% of the debris and waste in the city is cigarette butts, and they're hoping to save 75% of the costs to do it. So they are saving a chunk of that 2.2 million. Uh the, the trial is underway to assess the efficiency of the in, in, ingenious new idea, um, and it's important to assess whether the crows accidentally or on purpose eat the cigarette butts, as this would negatively in, impact their health. What, maybe you employ different animals, for, so you need bigger things for mattresses. You need, like, a lion. Okay, maybe don't let lions loose in cities. That's no good. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you would want a lion just roaming <laughs> loose in the city just so it can pick up a mattress every once in a while when a mattress is randomly fly tipped. I feel like I, that is a once in a blue moon issue. To be honest, could, I don't think mattresses are as common as cigarette butts. Could use a gorillas. Yeah, that's also a bad idea. Meh. Yeah, we don't want another Harambe situation. Yeah, they're so basically human. The halfway human, anyways. No, we're halfway a monkey. Get it right. <laughs> yeah, and they got that they got that the wrong way as well. They should have shot the human up the gorilla. The gorilla wasn't doing anything wrong. Exactly. <laughs> it's all went tits up since that day. The internet blames everything on Harambe's death. Up until that point it was kosher. I believe <laughs> I believe fully that it's, everything's Jordan's fault. And I'll stand well, by that. <laughs> yeah. Everything is Jordan's fault because he plays cricket. Exactly. It's not because I play cricket. It is, <laughs> it is definitely because, play because cricket. I play cricket. That is the only cricket, reason that cricket is a very cultured sport. It's not cultured. It is a bunch they of could... old. It's a bunch of old men that put on a white jumper, stand in a field, bored for eight hours, and then go. Well, that was shit. We might as well get pissed. Right. Just go straight, no, just go straight to getting pissed. <laughs> we used to go to the bar before we went and played. So put out the middle man. Yeah, but that's the Australian way to play cricket. <laughs> we used I to mean, be called that... the ge- the gentleman's sport. Oh, it's fucking hot. Gen- it's not a gentleman's sport. There's no such thing as a gentleman's sport. Yeah, if you want to say Australians are involved sport, in everything. <laughs> no, they're just, upside, anything... they're just upside down. They if anything down. is a gentleman's sport, it's fucking polo because no fucker can afford it, and nobody plays it. Are you on about polo like on horseback? Yes. What about elephant polo? That's even better. That's that's just a gentleman's sport taking to the extreme level in a fantastic way. Wait, actually, when you look at all modern sport, the most people that are most gentlemanly is rugby players. They're the most respectful to referees, authorities. They have to be respectful to referees. Well, actually, do you know what I've always found out about rugby? Is 11 absolutely enormous lumps of meat run around the field, kicking the living shit out of each other. And then somebody blows the whistle, and this guy that's like five foot six runs up and goes, Stop doing that. And they're like, Okay, sorry. But the, he comes up with like the belly button. <laughs> any like other. The belly, any, he's, uh, he's just sat there looking up for him and going, Don't do that, or I'll give you a warning. And he's just like, 
Yes, boss. <laughs> and, then you, and, then yeah. you get the, and then you get the footballers and the referee goes, stop that. Fuck off. <laughs> stop that. I didn't fucking do anything. What the oh, fuck God, no. No, no. 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 That's <laughs> that was a catastrophe. It was indeed. I don't even know what accent it ended up with. Oh, no, no, no. Or a footballer would go, do you know who I am? Like, yes, you're a footballer. <laughs> do you know who I am? Yes, you're a cunt. If anybody turns around to you and says, do you know who I am? Just say, no. Who are Kyle? you? <laughs> Kyle. Yes. Have you heard what a big debate is at the moment? There are oh, many this, big debates. This is from a couple of weeks ago. Well, it's actually from a little while ago, but I, I've just realised that I've got it. So there's a big debate in the world. It's a bit of a philosophical one, right? Okay. Are there more wheels in the world or more doors? More wheels or more doors? Yes. Depends. I so, would I would suggest wheels. Right. Jordan? Doors. Just to be doors. Okay, so why why do you think wheels? It is very simple. In one in the singular room that I am sitting looking at, yes. I can see four doors, but I can also see one thing which has four wheels on it, and then another thing which has another four wheels. Right. This is the problem. Doors are usually one and yeah. one like on it, it's usually standalone. But then you've got things like suitcases and other things where they've got at least two, at least three, at least four. Okay. So then and, what... and you've got a count it's not specifically wheels. If it's if it also depends on if it's counting wheels as in you've got Ferris wheels, you've got windmill you've got the wheels for the, from the old mills and things which Millstones. are on the sides of buildings. Yes. Yeah. You've got all that sort of thing. You've got anything in a circular or wheel shape that is could be classed as a wheel because it is used to rotate and transport something. Okay, so just for the sake of debate here. Yes. Uh, I will offer the counter argument of Advent calendars have doors. Advent calendars, 20, twenty-five I'm... doors, no wheels. Uh, office buildings, skyscrapers, hundreds and hundreds of doors. I've got any wheels. Ah, you see, they don't have any door, any wheels there, but they do have wheels inside. Every filing yep. cabinet usually has four yep. wheels on it. Every trolley that is used yep. to transport paper usually has yep. four wheels on it. Every car that parks up yep. at said office building has four wheels on it, and usually a spare wheel in the boot. Yeah. Okay, all them cars also have four doors. All of the internal that, stuff oh usually my. have doors. Some of the trolleys have doors. All cabinets have doors. The kitchen's all got doors. Microwave doors, oven doors. Do you see what I mean? Where does it end? Uh, can I just say, for the record, yes. I'm just arguing for the sake of arguing because it's a good debate. I yes. fully believe it's wheels. Yeah. I fully <laughs> believe too. it's wheels. Because when you consider <laughs> Lego make billions of wheels every year, there's wheels in elevator lifts, there's wheels on office chairs, there's wheels, like you said, inside filing cabinets. Almost all drawers have wheels. Um, and like you said, it's not just... So the definition of a wheel is something round that when it rotates, it facilitates movement. Yes. So, i.e. like your wheels on a car go round, but also like a pulley on... Uh, if you had like a conveyor belt, a, a hundreds, system, of, yeah. hundreds of pulley wheels, they would all count. Uh, any, And then I would also argue that um, there's some stuff that are non... Not not actually moving something, but let something move. So if you think about so on like a water a, wheel, or a revolving door on a revolving door, there are wheels on yes. there that literally just stop the friction because it allows the door to move. All it does is spins. It doesn't yes, do anything. Exactly. It is moved by something, but it's still a wheel. Exactly. And then you've got things like it wouldn't traditionally be classed as a wheel, but you do have wheels on a tank that rotates the tracks it's it all a gears but, but it is wheel it is wheels and it is a wheel and on... like you said there gears themselves could be wheels because they rotate and facilitate movement exactly so you know so there is many possibilities the answer may possibly never be found but i do suggest that wheels is yeah, the what, one. what amazed me about it is how many people think that it's a it's doors rather than wheels. I will say one thing that may may sway the argument to be close to doors. Is it that right? people are classing windows as doors because you can exit out of them? No, no. It's that it's assuming we're assuming now we're talking about how many doors are in the world now and how many doors or wheels are in the world now. If it was in history, then doors were around in history a lot longer than wheels. 
Uh, doors were do doorways were around a lot longer. Not not necessarily doors. Like, not necessarily yes, doors, doors were, but, but it would be a lot longer the wheels though in history, in relative history. It would be. However, could those numbers have been made up? Because like we said, there's many things where they don't have any doors or they've only got one or two doors, but they've got four, five, six wheels compared to it. So it could be that we've ended up counteracting numbers over time. Oh, yeah, because that's, we have that's made what I'm a saying. Lot, we've made a lot of technological advancements that require yeah. gears and wheels and all that's, these little things. That's what I'm saying. But then if you count anything that could be a wheel and you count anything that could be a door, then maybe 4,000 years ago against someone's cave, it was a bit windy and they put a something in the way it wasn't attached it didn't swing open it didn't have a handle it didn't lock but it was still a door with something that covered an entrance of their doorway so that could be a door and if that's been going on for hundreds of thousands of years or whatever then you bring it to now i fully believe that wheels way outnumber doors now on the planet but it could be that in history it's actually a lot closer i do agree with that i do i do think that if it's of all time then I think doors will probably be the dominant the force. higher the higher number the dominant force. I think it is purely because in the modern age we have so many things that rely on movability and wheels and everything. I mean, my bed has eight wheels on its own, and it doesn't have any doors. But is a drawer door? This is the question, though, because you can't go through a, do a door. I, I always assume a door, definition of a door, is something that you can open and you can step through. No, because you can't step through an advent calendar, but it's still a door. It's something that when you open, something's on the other side. It's something that something can be passed through. So when you open a drawer, you can't pass something through your bed, but you can pass something through that gap into the drawer. You see, that, that thing, I don't like the advent calendar things being called doors, because, like I well, said, some people you don't call them pass windows. through anything. It's... Yeah, I've always called them like advent calendar windows or just advent calendar like things, not modules, bits. I, I don't like them being called doors because my idea of a door is something that you can go through. Even a revolving door, you go through with movement. You can physically get your body through it. Okay, so what about Doll's House? Doll's house is just miniaturized. You can you can fit the dolls through. It's a miniaturized scale, to, and in that scale, the doll would be the person. And okay, the what about what about toy cars, but like really small ones that are only like one eighteen scale and they're quite small, and the doors open, you can just about get them where your finger is, so you can't put anything. That is, that is because it is made down to scale. The original is something that facilitates the movement through. So you miniaturized onto scale. You're allowing doors only if it's a representation of a real door so it's not necessarily that you have to pass through it it's that you would have to if it was full scale so if it, go if back it was full scale argument, a human would be able to pass through it which if an, i know if an, advent calendar thing, if an advent calendar thing was big enough you'd be able to go through that so that is a door you would not because of the plastic backing but you'd be able to get into it i mean you would be able to squeeze into it it would be like me trying to squeeze it into my fucking cupboard and the plastic backing is just what's there to hold the chocolate. So then you pull the chocolate out so that passes through. So if you were on, you were in the plastic tray and the door was opened, you could pass through it. You could pass through into the plastic. If the plastic wasn't there, if you put a bit of plastic behind a doll's house door, or when you close a doll's house and it's all, if you fold it, if, if they kind of close up, you know how some of them open out, and then you open the door and the back of it's there, you can't get anything in. Nothing stores in it, it's folded up. But it's still a door. I love how Jordan's just letting us pick our over this. He's just like, Yeah, I don't have any but I'm just I'll take his argument as well. You <laughs> 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 uh, know, I do get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying about doors. And I do I'm understand it as well. Mad. Like how do you define it? How do you define the like, parameters of it? <laughs> wait, it's it's a good point as well because like I've never classed a door as a door, but I also class that my cupboard has doors. Stuff. My cupboard yeah. has doors, but I wouldn't exactly want to try and fit into my cupboard considering it's full of stuff. <laughs> Do it. I, but I, you... I could fit into it, but can I can I offer a counter um, definition of what I would define as a door? Please do. I would not count a representation of a door, i.e., on a small miniature toy car, if the doors didn't actually open, I would say that's not a door, doesn't open. I would say a door is anything that opens that gives you access that you wouldn't otherwise have. 
So anything in advent calendar window gives you access to the chocolate. The normal door gives you access to walk through it with another room. I wouldn't count windows. Windows are exclusively glass and are obviously not to ground level or whatever. They're not they're not openable in the same way a door is. But I would say anything that gives you access to something like easily. So would you class the tray for a Xbox or PlayStation as a door? Because that gives you access to put the disc. I, I would say that's a draw because it slides out. It doesn't open out the way it slides out. So if, you know, remember all DVD players where it had the little flap on the front and sometimes it would go and then it would slide up and then it yeah. would slide up and then it would. That is a door, yeah, it was but then a it's flap. a draw. Yeah. A door draw. So I, to define between a door and a draw, I would say a draw slides, a door generally hinges or removes. Or revolves. Or, or revolves, but that's that's kind of like yeah. hinging, isn't it? Because it moves out your way and you go through it. Yeah. So I know what about... And I know I'm just being really pissy here, but it's just because oh, it's, it's, fun, it's fun doing <laughs> this stupid shit because this is what we're all about, is just random stupid thoughts like this. Yeah. But what about... Your letterbox, because that is a door on a hinge. That, that is, is two door. doors that's on hinges door. that allow access. Do you class that as a door? Hundred percent. That's a door. It's a post okay. door. That's what I call it. The post door. It's a post door. <laughs> post door. <laughs> is it what about cat flaps and cat do- uh, cat flaps? A lot of people call them cat cat. Well, some people call them cat doors. And can't you get bigger ones for dogs? That people call doggy doors. Yeah. I don't know if that's a company thing, but yeah. So they're doors technically, even though they're flaps. Flaps can be, can flaps, be, I, th- I think flaps can be doors. I see, it's weird, because it's sort of the whole thing of... Not airplane flaps. If, it's the whole thing of, because a flap can open both ways and doesn't necessarily have anything to stop it, it just stops due to gravity and slowing down and stuff. Well, it like, can have a stopper on the inside to stop it being pushed in, so you can stop things coming in, but like you it can't could out. Be. So you've, you've got... Doors which open both ways and only stop yeah. due to friction and the force. In which case, could that door be technically called a flap? It is. Well, yeah, it, I would argue that it is a flap because it can flap freely. It's still a door. See, we have the important arguments here. What if you've got, you know, you know, all people hang beads up in the summer to stop like flies getting in? Yes. What does that when count you as? Because that's not a fucking door, door. And then put that up. That is something you move to gain access into something. So is that technically still a door? Because it's in a doorway and you move it to gain access. I would say that's more of a veil or a curtain. But can that be a door? If you've got to move it, make it I would access. Say, I would say no, because you don't necessarily need to open it. You can just go through it. You can't Kyle, is the person, Kyle is the person that just walks headlong into these things and face plants the floor on the other side because he didn't see something. Yeah, I am no, the person uh, no. who will always go like that. <laughs> I am the person who sometimes does that, but if I'm carrying something, I I will just because most most beaded dolls have <laughs> gaps so that you can see out of it. I will just walk through and let the beads beads slowly just roll over my shoulder and face until they just slam behind us because I'm busy carrying something. Well, that information that you've just given us is going to backfire on you at some point in the future. Oh, thank you. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Thanks very yeah. much. But no, yeah, uh, I've, 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 what do those beaded doors actually do other than make noise and tell you when someone's I, I, coming to your house? I know that, you know, the well, you know the ones that are like net and they've got magnets and they go... <laughs> yes, yeah, but, yeah, but they are annoying! I've never seen them anywhere other than oh, extremely old people's houses, like retirement homes or foreign countries. I've never... I've, Anywhere else, you just get like the string bead things that hang down. Like, I believe I, it's... I, I understand the net and I understand the net because that's to keep flies out, to keep insects out, all that sort of thing. I believe but... it's just the same. I believe it's the same principle because it's the principle of if there's a big open area and you're a fly and you're flying along, you're probably flying. But if there's some dangling there and there's only a gap like that, you're probably just going to do your own thing and fuck off. I don't know how effective it is. I see. I always just classed it as it's so it's so that if you've got the door open but you're pottering around, you can tell if someone's moving in and like in and out of the doorway because you can hear the beads going. All right. Well, then the counter argument of that is you could just hang a bell above your door like a shop. Yeah, but then people will assume you are a shop. <laughs> no, I don't think that's how it works. I mean, I don't know. I don't just hear a, a bell and assume it's a shop. I've been Big to a ben, shop, for example. I've never thought that was a gift shop. 
I've been to a shop and seen, like, I've been to a shop that was legitimately just a house, and they just turned the inside into a shop, and you couldn't tell it was a shop, other than the fact that I had a bell hanging over the door, and I had a, a little bloody sign about year big on the door saying, open. That might have just been their way of welcoming, Kyle, doesn't Kyle got kidnapped one day. He's just telling me now. He's, he's just walked into someone's he house, hasn't he, randomly? <laughs> No, it was literally yeah. a fucking gift shop. <laughs> it wasn't. Some terrifying yeah, I just wandered in. Cup of tea. <laughs> what, is it, what is this kid doing in my house? Why has this person just picked up one of my ornaments and said, how much is this? <laughs> <laughs> you mean it's not for sale? This is a gift shop. No, it's not. It's my house. <laughs> This is the issue, though. If, if there's a price on the bottom of of the item, is it still for sale? Because they haven't removed the price for it. Um. Oh, I don't know where that one starts. So, uh, does that apply to everything? So, if could someone it... walked into this room and discovered that my bed still had the price tag underneath, could they just ask how much to buy me bed? Yeah, that's what you're implying. You're implying anything with the price on still for sale, so it's not just that. You're implying, say, for example, I don't know how much it costs, but for, for argument's sake, say your bed was 500 quid, and they walked in and still had a sticker on the bottom that said 499.99. They could just drop 500 quid on the floor and then wander away a bed because it's still for sale. And they've paid the asking price. I'd love to see them try. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I... Kyle got his next victim. <laughs> Honestly, I'd take the 500 quid just to save them fucking try. Also, this was a bitch to get in. Okay, uh, why, why in the um, in the developed world of supermarkets and things like that, do we just accept how much things cost? So if yeah, your bed, for example, is £500, yeah, yeah, so if, you, if for example, your this is what happens nowadays, so for example, your bed is £500, it's in the shop, it's for sale, you walk in, and you, you, they go, right, it's £500, you just pay the £500 and you're happy with it, or you think, well, that's fucking too much, and you, you walk away and you go somewhere else, or you pick another bed. Why? £500 is what they're asking, it doesn't mean you have to pay that. It is purely because it... it, it when we could barter, it was when it was things like markets and stuff where you could go up, you would speak to the person who was selling it, who was the person who originally procured the item, who was the person who ran the stall, he owned that stall, and you can do that. It's very rare where you can walk into like a retail chain, like say Carperite or somewhere, and you'll immediately walk up and find the CEO and just go, right, okay, I want to barter with you. The, the problem with that is it's because... It's the big industries now, so it's fixed prices by someone who doesn't work there anymore. They've hired, they've employed someone, and if you were to try and barter, it would be the whole shabacle of they would have to either stick to the same price or they would have to contact someone higher up and say, "Is this okay?" And then they would probably I, have to contact someone higher up. It, I used to work. Barter, bartering still works if it's somewhere like. A market stall or an independently run shop somewhere like that where they set the prices i think bartering could still work because they own it it's when it's somewhere like a franchise or a big company like pc world or somewhere like that where the reason they have fixed prices is because it's not individually owned it is everything is but, set but it doesn't matter it's not set that's the point legally you can barter i used to work with someone who used to have to go shopping at about two o'clock in the morning because of the abuse that they get, because they would hold up queues for hours. And I quote, because I worked with him for a good year or so, and he used to do this all the time, was he'd go and do his grocery shopping in Asda. I'll name drop the store, so Walmart, if you're Americans, right? Nothing fancy or anything. He'd go, he'd do some shopping, he'd get the till and say it was 300 quid or something, and he'd go, right, I'll give you 150 quid for it. And they'll be like, well, no, it's like 300 no quid. And you go, well, I'll give a shit. That's what you're asking us for. I'm not willing to pay that much. And he once held up a queue for an hour and a half in a busy Asda until the police removed him. And then since then, he goes shopping at 2 o'clock in the morning. He goes to Asda and he always bought us. They always end up getting some form of manager on the phone and he always gets his shopping cheaper. You see, that is just too much of a fucking ball ache, that's the thing. If I was to barter, <laughs> yeah, but I how would much want money it to be David? to the person there. Like, I, I feel like he would probably be getting, like, a £10 voucher or some shit, honestly. 
No, he doesn't get far. He legit go. He just goes. He'll go like right. They say it's this much to say it's like three hundred quid, and he goes, "Well, I'll get one hundred and fifty for it," and he will barely move from that. That's what he does all the, to the point where they've pretty much given up and they're almost just given up now. See, I feel like that is one not the British way because we're too polite and we cannot. That is just like if I was to do that, I would end up probably shooting myself just for being such a fucking inconvenience. <laughs> And two, and two is like it's just being a twat. Yeah, if you're gonna what? if you're gonna sit there like bartering, I can understand bartering if it's like oh quick, oh this is five pound. I'll give you I'll give you four quid. I'll take four fifty. There you go, done. Quick and simple, five minutes most. If it's a fucking hour, then you obviously do. It's obviously you're just being a fucking twat, and you need to reassess your life. Yeah. But then, why why do supermarkets and big stores get the they get the thing to be, get the um, ability to be a twat to overcharge for products to take more money off us than they need to, and for their CEOs and the high ups to make billions of pounds a year at our expense? Why do they get that right to be a twat, but we don't? Because the exact reason I said earlier, the CEOs and people aren't there, so you can't deal with them. You're dealing with some poor cashier, who I feel sorry for whichever cashier he fucking talks to. Because she is, she or he is probably sat there at 2am, bored, fucking depressed out of the mind, doesn't want to be there, gets underpaid because to be there, and is, and is sitting there just f- dealing with this twat who's sitting there going, no, I won't, I won't pay it. No, I won't pay it. I, I would feel like jumping over the thing and smashing his head through the fucking plastic shielding if I was that cashier. So then, so then counter-argument, you're that cashier, you're underpaid. Why should I pay your boss more money than this is worth when he can't even pay you? All you're doing is devolving into the economic argument I mean? of fucking everybody needs to be paid more, which everybody already knows. We all need to be paid more. That's no, the no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Argument. I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I mean that is a big part of life. But yeah, <laughs> no, but that's not what I was saying. To me, it's more. It's more the fact of everything is overcharged. Everything's inflated. It's not that we need to be paid more. I could live comfortably on my wage. If just to pick an example out of the hat, when oil goes up by like three pence, they didn't stick the price of fuel up by a quid. You know, just that for example. Just, yeah. for example, the fact of it costs 30 or 40 pence to refine a litre of petrol or diesel to put in my car. But I have to pay nearly £2 for it at the pump. Why? Because the government wants all the rest in tax. So when I fill my car up and it costs like £80, probably £60 of that's going to the government in tax. Why? They don't fucking need any. Maybe if they didn't all have free houses that we're paying for, they wouldn't need that extra tax. And maybe Which and also... Shell uh, fucking... Publishing figures of uh, profits of like billions over a year, and then it goes up by like three pence, and they go, "Oh well, we couldn't possibly not make six billion pound this year. We might only make three billion pound. We'll have to put the price up." No, fuck you. <laughs> I do get what you're saying, especially when I was looking at the housing prices in London to, to earlier today, and there it for and there was an apartment for twenty five million pound. Kyle, you can't, you yes. can't run a house on petrol. This isn't part of the same argument. It is part well, of I mean, the same you can run it on because, petrol, because, but only no, briefly. It, it is the same It'd be very warm. Because, because <laughs> you were talking about politicians with the three homes and stuff. <laughs> one of those politicians probably has one of those £25 million fucking apartments sitting in Kensington Square or wherever the fuck it is. And then a country home somewhere else in the country. Can I run his house yeah. on petrol? Honestly, for the price of that apartment, you could buy a bit of land, get builders to come and build you a custom fucking mansion, and still have change spare if you were to do it up here. South Africa is the place to be for that. You buy a plot of land for two or three grand, you can build what the fuck you want on it. Yeah, but South Africa, you'd also have to pay protection to a local gang. No, I'm not on about going into Cape Town. Just in the middle of a city and buying a fucking street, like buying a bit of a. I'm all about just like, you know, the reserves and shit. You're not gonna get. Is that, is, is that gangs aren't gonna rock up to shoot you when you got lions in your garden, Kyle? And the, and I will have a honey badger if I live in South Africa. Is, is this your plan now? You're you're gonna buy some land in South Africa and have honey badgers as your bodyguards. Well, I would have honey badgers in the. 
every single person that I've said that to thinks it's a bad idea. It's a really bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> Ernie Badger in such an enclosed space as a British home, which are, in fact, the smallest homes in Europe. Yep. Which says a fucking lot. That's why honey badgers. That's why European badgers have moved out and they live in the countryside. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle's left. He's had enough of the you, you've, you've, you've brought Kyle. <laughs> Kyle's, Kyle's uh, left because he's had enough. <laughs> no, I got pissed off at the fact that my that my uh, blinds were open. <laughs> hey, I don't. Pardon me. Sorry about that. I don't see anything wrong with having a hoodie badger as a pet. Nothing could go wrong. Everything, Everything could, could, could go, go wrong. wrong. You could this lose your balls for one thing. And don't say that you couldn't, because you definitely could lose your balls just from owning a honey badger. Because it would not give a shit if you were its owner or not. It would still fucking decide to kill you. No, it wouldn't. It would, it would kill you in your sleep. It would. It, it would. it would go, ooh, I'm hungry. He hasn't fed us for an hour. Nothing. They don't eat humans. They don't eat humans. They just go for the testicles of anything that threatens it. You don't have to threaten it. You just have to be near it when it's in a bad mood, which is always because it's a honey badger. <laughs> exactly. So therefore, <laughs> you being near, near said honey badger, when it is in a bad mood, instinctively, <clears throat> it will go for your giblets, my dear son. I will wear a cup. Not the, cup will not, the cup will not be enough. I will have a custom-made cup made out of, like, bricks or something. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to walk around with a medieval-style metal cup. Yes. Bring back wearing full suits of armour. You will need to when I bring my Honey Badger army to the UK. <laughs> Only the knights going, will survive. Imagine going to visit Stefan. You have to get f- suited up in your full chain mail and chocolate <laughs> steel armor. <laughs> a fucking bomb disposal uh, kit. Yeah. <laughs> well, K- Kyle, where are you off to? Are you away to disarm an IED? No, I'm just away to Stefan's house for a shot. I bet, I bet they like bees as well. I bet you still get one down your back. <laughs> Probably. Even though you're just wearing climbing into some sort of nook and cranny. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Th- they would find some sort of gap. Speaking of pain and oh, misery, that is oh, a no. badger. It wouldn't oh, no. be painful, it would be instant death. Superman. Superman? Famous it's painful for not to feel- watch. Fa- famous for not feeling pain. You know how every time he gets hit by kryptonite or anything, he then just gets punched and all, and he just takes it and he's fine with it? Yeah. Except His pain... His pain tolerance would be so fucking low because he's never felt pain in his life up until the first time he's felt kryptonite. So the first time he got affected by kryptonite, he would have had such little pain tolerance, a paper cut would have made him fucking cry on the floor. But paper cuts don't hurt him. No, when when he's in when he's with in the area of kryptonite when he's weakened. He becomes a normal human. He becomes basically a normal person, in which case he can get paper cuts, he can get shot, he can be beaten, he can do all that sort of stuff. So his normal thing of, I don't feel pain because I am superhuman, his pain pain tolerance would be absolutely garbage the first time he came across kryptonite. Because it would make make him a normal human and he could stub his toe and be out for weeks. Hence why Batman beats him every time. Yeah, but he could just go away from kryptonite and then he'd be impervious to pain again. Yeah, but that's he gets the... in pain where he can't move. That's the issue that I have with a lot of the films and TV shows and stuff, is that he gets close to Kryptonite and then he just can't move at all, despite the fact that in other media they can move away from it. It's like, just it move shimmy. Away just shimmy away. Just move a well, bit. What was back. that? There was a cartoon version of Superman and they did it where the Kryptonite was in his head and he actually didn't feel any pain he lasered through into his brain to s- destroy the kryptonite inside him. I mean, it is canon that it's Superman cool. shaves by using these lasers against a mirror and just shaving himself. Which I've never thought, I've always thought doesn't make sense, because laser hair removal is different from shaving. It does, especially when you consider that like, he's using a normal bog-standard mirror to shave 
that his laser eyes can go through anything else in the world except for him and that one particular mirror? Maybe a Kryptonian mirror. It's a Kryptonian mirror. I would love to... I mean, I suppose he does find his frozen parts and all that sort of stuff. Exactly. But would they have mirrors? They need mirrors. Not when they've got x-ray vision. Exactly. Well, no, because x-ray vision, you can't see yourself, can you? What if Superman was a vampire, then he he wouldn't have a reflection? I feel like there is a version somewhere. I mean, we've had the Avengers as zombies. I feel like there is a version somewhere where Superman has been a vampire. There's a version of Batman being a vampire. How would the vampire bite into his neck, though? Like, how would the vampire turn him into a vampire? How would you bite into Superman? Yeah, he. uh, Well, I was gonna. I was just gonna say maybe he was the Kryptonite and the vampire attacked him. I love that. I love that idea. Kryptonite teeth. A vampire with teeth made of kryptonite. Why not? Go for it. Are we just brainstorming a new comic book live? Are we just... <laughs> We're brainstorming ways to kill Superman from the sounds of it, honestly. <laughs> Kryptonite teeth. <laughs> Kryptonite teeth. <laughs> sounds... Anybody tunes in at that point, it sounds Jordan's just shouting out words. No, don't go <laughs> together. A stone oh, sandwich. I love it. <laughs> you, could, you could beat him to death with a stone sandwich. You could break all his teeth. Only if he's near Kryptonite. Yeah. Everything is everything <laughs> is pinned on if, if he's near Kryptonite. Fucking love it. Unless you have the monster that was actually created to kill Superman. What, Doomsday. But he wasn't finished with Kryptonite. He was basically just a monster that's able to pierce Superman's skin. Yeah, because he's a cosmic being. So does that mean Thanos would be able to if he had the Infinity Stones? I mean, that's the question. When Thanos did the snap, did Superman back go bye bye? I know it's different. I know it's different. I know it's different universes. But if there was a Thanos type thing, would that be able to Superman go? There was actually a comic book where it was the Avengers versus the Justice League. Oh, there's been several crossovers. Yeah, there's been there's been loads of crossovers, usually ending in people becoming extremely disinterested very quickly. But has been because the arguments were basically Avengers are more powerful. No, the Justice League's more powerful. Nothing like fueling a nerd war. Yeah, let's not get involved in this because we like could be here for hours. It's like today, I saw, I saw a thing. Kyle, you'll like this. Someone had a picture of Goku with the, the Infinity Stones, and he went, "I want to face you at your most powerful." And went, that Goku would be the one that would like end the whole universe by just giving Thanos the Infinity Stones. I mean, it probably would, yeah, just so we could have a good fight. But then, sure, I was about to say Goku would be intelligent enough, but no, he wouldn't be. Everybody else around him would be intelligent enough to be able to tell him that he he could just snap him out of existence. Hey, fucking hell. Maybe he's not on that half, though. It was a random thing. It was a random random thing, but it managed to get rid of a lot of the more powerful Avengers. Wait, because yeah. basically it meant to leave the original six, so it was that was for Kyle. I, that was just for the film, though. Yeah, it was just for the plot. Yeah, that was just because that too was in the script to die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the problem. I don't like that one, I don't like that one, I don't like that one. Basically all the new Avengers that we've just done a whole <laughs> phase introducing, get rid of all of them. Can you imagine if the, if the person who got to decide, like sitting in the cutting room floor, you got to decide who Thanos snapped out of existence, and you, just, you it was just you sitting there going, I don't like that one, I don't like that one, I don't like that one, just taking off all the ones you don't like to get snapped it's- out. So, I wonder what would happen with the Hulk and uh, Bruce Banner, because they're two different people. Uh, the one and the same, it's one per- it's like... No, but it's... like before Professor Hulk, it was like, they've done this nah, before, it... Where it was like... It's sort of the whole Deadpool situation, it's kind of like schizophrenia, honestly. It, uh, uh, or just uh, Hulk, being possessed uh, by a ghost. And, 
the Hulk and uh, Bruce Banner are separate beings, uh, as in they're separately controlled. Uh, Banner cannot control but they the Hulk. inhabit the uh, same body. It's yeah, it's the same host. So basically, yeah. it's the same as like Moon Knight, except he is actually schizophrenic. It, it's yeah, it's so it's it's like being possessed by a ghost. You you you've got the same host body, but it's two separate people. It it's a whole weird shabang. Which is what makes comics good is the fact that you can just go into law and you'll be in a deep dive down a rabbit hole for the next ten centuries. Because hmm. I actually did do one where Bruce Banner died and the Hulk just lived. Nah, they've done loads like that. They've done absolutely loads of just random shit. I think I'm sure they've done one where they managed to separate the two as well. They managed to pull the Hulk out of Bruce Banner once. I wonder what would happen if, if uh, the snap happened with De- if Deadpool was in the MCU because Deadpool can't good. die. With his thing, De- Deadpool is going out with Lady Death, who is Thanos's ex. So <laughs> Lady Death would just say, "No, you're not dying. Go and piss him off." <laughs> I actually can't wait until they actually do introduce him into the MCU. It'll be funny. I love the that that's it... canon. That shit is canon. The fact that Deadpool and Lady Death have a fling and thing going on, and Thanos is also after Lady Death, so it's like this weird, horrible, convoluted love triangle. Uh, if you're going off all universes mixed together anyway, then they would have the collars that suppress their powers, like in Deadpool 2, so technically everybody could die, even Superman if he's not near Kryptonite could die if they all had the collars on, no one would be immune. Yes. What would happen with Wolverine? I know I'm just going through different. Again, it, if he it, had a collar, it, it, would, it would suppress it because it's mm. as seen in Logan when his powers suppressed, or Logan oh, he's or aged. Wolverine or anything like that. When when his powers suppressed, he doesn't get his healing, so he's fucked. Because that's his main power is the fact that he's got the healing. Well, the whole point of it was his whole power thing in Logan was that he was poisoned by his own adamantium skin, bone thing. Yeah, it's been slowly poisoning him his entire life. <laughs> yeah, skin bone thing. He's skeleton. Skeleton. Yeah. He's entire skeleton. <laughs> You'd notice if he was if he's if he's if his skin was adamantium, he'd be just silver. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like, um, oh, what's his name? It's been what's done. Process? It's been process. done. Yeah. It has been. Everything's been done. We've had Wolverine game. Like fucking Cyclops powers and all sorts of people. How has this turned into a nerd argument, by the way? Purely because I mentioned Superman. And it's it Kyle. all went downhill from there. It's Kyle's fault. <laughs> it is my fault. Yeah, I mean, we'll we've only you. got like five minutes left. So, Stefan, what is your guess the quote thing of this week? Ooh, have you got your quotes there? I do have quote, my quotes. I'll give you a quote for this week. I forgot about that. So, thank you for reminding us. I do have a conspiracy theory as well, but we'll save that for next week. Okay. I mean, you can go for that now if you want as well. But... No, because it will take too long. Okay. <laughs> we'll open uh, that next week. <laughs> all right, I can fill in five minutes. Kyle, you said to come up with something unexpected. Yes, uh, what indeed. about the. And Jordan's just been putting random words together. Yes. Uh, so, what about the Yorkshire Pudding Boat Race? What? Yes! <laughs> Have you seen it? I think I've seen bits of it. I don't know the whole thing. I just I remember seeing it somewhere. It's so ridiculous. Uh, it says, this is from The Shed, which has got an official article about it. It yes. says, um, it was dreamed up by Simon Thrakey, uh, Thackeray sorry, as he stared out the window of, of, of his local pub one sunny afternoon uh, in the early 90s. As a waitress floated past with plates of roast beef and Yorkshire puddings, he mused at the idea of sailing down the river in a giant Yorkshire pudding boat. Soon, <laughs> like Giant and the Beanstalk, this small seed of an idea grew into something much bigger. Um, this is a race that takes part in... Um, oh, is it? Is it North Yorkshire? Yorkshire. Yeah, I'm not sure. But it, 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 it basically, the bake giant Yorkshire puddings big enough for a man to sit in. They then varnish them with board varnish on the outside, and then people race a Yorkshire pudding down the, down the river. Kyle, 
Do you want to guess yeah. who has had media coverage of the Yorkshire Pudding Boat Race in the past? I mean, it I feel like, like something the BBC would. Yeah, it definitely feels like something the BBC would do, but it also definitely sounds like something that Powerful. Sky News would go. Hmm. Uh, it's been covered by. Uh, by the way, it's, it's been on. Uh, um, it says it attracts considerable interest from media companies and program makers from Country File to Richard and Judy. So it's been on BBC News, BBC One, BBC Two, ITV, Big Breakfast Channel Four, ERD Germany, BBC Radio Five Live, The Armed Forces Radio, BBC Radio One's Newsbeat, BBC Radio Two, Steve Wright in the Afternoon, Three Counties Radio, BBC Radios York, Sheffield, Humberside, Cleveland, Leeds. And Minster FM, BBC North FM, Yorkshire Coast Radio, The Daily Telegraph, The Sunday Telegraph, The Independent, The Independent on Sunday, The Daily Express, The Daily Star, The Yorkshire Post, The Northern Echo, Yorkshire Evening Press, The Gazette and The Herald, The Rydale Mercury, The Art Scene, The Week, The Sunday Times, AOL Out There, BBC One News Round and Christmas Review, BBC Children in Need, TAS, Galaxy Radio, Tainty's Television and The Guardian. I want to know why the fuck there's a random German television program <laughs> in there. To be fair, the everything theory. is England and then <laughs> randomly Germany. I'm, I'm because the, the Germans sometimes just need a laugh at work. <laughs> I'm surprised that there's no American news channel there. <sighs> um, and in an article for Eccentric Britain, uh, a guy called Ben LeVay, um said, I think it could be an Olympic sport. I fucking hope so. <laughs> would be I, would, I would watch the Olympics if one of the sports was bake a giant fuck off Yorkshire pudding and sail down a river in it. Would win every time. Hundred percent. hundred percent. So yeah, that was my that was my contribution to something weird this week. <laughs> I fucking love it. That is the best contribution ever. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Yorkshire pudding race. The Yorkshire pudding oh. boat race. And it's a trademark, it's registered. Yeah, shit. It, is it actually t- registered, is it? Oh, it's registered. It's the Yorkshire Pudding Boat Race. Arr. <laughs> Arr. Arr. Just in case. Arr. Um, <laughs> what oh. is your quote of the week, my dear sir? What should we go for? What should <coughs> we go for? Right. This week's briefly quote is Think. A thousand times before me, but after taking a decision, turn back even if you get a thousand difficulties. Think a thousand times before making a decision. Yeah. But after making a decision. What was the rest of it? Keep on Never turn... even if you face a thousand difficulties. Never turn back, right. even if you face a thousand difficulties. You said you said that this was like quite a modern person. I can't think of any modern person speaking like that. It's not just the Pope, is it? That sounds like something the Pope would say. It's Stefan Frozen. Stefan. Stefan's frozen. He's frozen in time. Hello. Ah, he's back. There we go. Hello. Fucking end that. You have yes. returned. Right. So, is it the Pope? I have, well, <laughs> it, it is not. And tune in next week for Kyle guesses who said this. Fucking bastard. <laughs> Damn it, I'm going to forget who I've fucking said as well now. Okay, thank you, you should write down everyone who you said for as listening. Well. <laughs> I should, but I'm just going to forget. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> English, Kyle. English is not a language that I speak. Really? Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. It has been a pleasure. We hope to see you and speak to you next week. There will hopefully be all of us at some point. We are trying to get Jay back at some point, but he's a bit busy at the minute with work and baby. But we have had Jordan back for this week, so thank you for joining us, Jordan. I'll see you in another six months. Yeah.
<laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And as always, <laughs> Stefan's green screen is cutting off half of his face. But, uh, we only, will... only the not important half. Only the not important half, yeah. So thank you very much for coming. Thank you very much for listening. It has been a pleasure. We will see you all next time.